Welcome to the Husband Material Podcast, where we help Christian men outgrow porn. Why? So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship. My name is Drew Boa, and I'm here to show you how. Let's go. Today, we are talking about the nervous system, the autonomic nervous system. That word autonomic is the same as the word autonomy, which means being in charge of yourself. The nervous system is in charge of a lot in our bodies. And you may have never heard of this before. You might be wondering, what is the nervous system? You might even be wondering, how is it related to freedom from porn? Freedom from porn depends on being able to navigate your nervous system with skill. Why? Because porn is a pacifier, which is another way of saying that when we are in distress and we're dysregulated, it's our way of regulating. It is our regulator. So if you can learn how to regulate the nervous system, which is responsible for the regulation of your body, you will have a huge advantage towards freedom from porn. And what I'm going to share today is not actually so much about mastering your nervous system as much as mastering the concepts, understanding the science so that you can love your nervous system. It is not an opponent. It is not our enemy. It is a beautiful resource that God has given us that we want to get to know better so that we can love it and leverage it for health and healing. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be more technical than usual because we're talking about biology and trauma research and the physicality of who we are. Because when it comes down to it, guys, we are mammals. We are more than mammals. And also we have all of the systems that mammals have. Hey, we're better than reptiles. We're more developed than fish. And that gives us some really wonderful capabilities that we want to learn about. We are mammals designed for social connection. It's part of our survival. And what I'm going to teach you guys tonight is the science of safety. How to feel safer in your body more of the time how to heal from the effects of trauma, and ultimately stop using porn as a pacifier. In order to do this, you are going to learn an explanation of the whole nervous system. You're going to learn the difference between the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. You're going to learn how it's connected to all these different body parts, and you're going to learn how to know which part of the system is in control at any given time and how to bring balance, how to regulate when it happens, how to regulate when the system is out of control. So if you are watching or listening to this recorded, pause the recording right now and get out a pencil or a piece of paper Maybe you're not able to do that right now, and that's totally fine. If you have the space and you have the supplies, it will be so helpful for you to be able to customize this and personalize this for yourself. So before we get started, get out some supplies, maybe some colored pencils or crayons even. And on your piece of paper, I want you to draw a big tic-tac-toe board, nine squares. So two lines down, two lines across, fill up the whole page. And this is going to be your framework for learning the explanation of the nervous system known as polyvagal theory. I did not invent polyvagal theory. In fact, very little of this episode is original to me. I am passing along what I have learned from others. Specifically, polyvagal theory 
is an explanation of the autonomic nervous system, how our bodies regulate, how they protect us and connect us when safety is threatened. And it was developed by Dr. Stephen Porges. Now, Dr. Stephen Porges is brilliant. And his concepts are really, really valuable, but they're kind of hard to understand. They're very scientific. So there was this wonderful therapist named Deb Dana who took polyvagal theory and made it a lot simpler for therapists and people who work with trauma. And she wrote this book called The Polyvagal Theory in Therapy. Basically, everything I'm going to share tonight can be found in this book, as well as her other resources, which I will include in the show notes. So, started with Dr. Stephen Porges. Bessel van der Kolk talked about it in his book, The Body Keeps the Score. That's how I first heard about it. And then Deb Dana has taken it and made it a lot more understandable. And now Drew Boa is taking what those wonderful people have done and making it accessible to you specifically for our purpose of healing and freedom from pornography. Okay, so you got your big tic-tac-toe board where we're going to talk about polyvagal theory. On the left side of your tic-tac-toe board, I want you to write the three different systems, the three different pathways in the autonomic nervous system. And then in the middle, as I describe them, I want you to write down everything that you want to remember about how they work. And then on the right side, we're going to personalize it and you can include what this specific pathway looks like for you. The three different pathways are at the top, safe and social, in the middle, scared, or at the bottom, shut down. The top one, safe and social, is also known as the ventral vagal pathway. The middle is the sympathetic nervous system. And the bottom is the dorsal vagal pathway. There are two vagal pathways, which is why it's called polyvagal theory. Let's start in the middle. With the sympathetic nervous system, the physiological state, which we are calling scared. The sympathetic nervous system runs up and down the spinal cord. It's very connected to your arms and legs and the adrenal glands where adrenaline is pumping. And this, this part of the nervous system pumps us up and prepares us for action. We go on hyper alert, maybe even twitching just to try to respond as quickly and as effectively as we can to whatever threats are around us. This is the part of the nervous system which mobilizes us. So in this middle range, we are mobilized. When we are feeling like we're in danger or there's a threat, the sympathetic nervous system kicks in. And the way that I like to remember what sympathetic means Sympathetic just means with feeling. When you're driven by the sympathetic nervous system, you're feeling all the feels. You might feel anxious. You might feel agitated. You might feel stressed. You might feel angry. You might feel scared. And in the middle of this tic-tac-toe board, I want you to write down some of the descriptions that I'm saying about the sympathetic nervous system. That it's very connected to your arms and legs. When you see a toddler flailing around, punching or running, their sympathetic nervous system is in full force. When you feel like you're on edge in a conversation, like you could explode at any moment, or like you just want to get out of there, that sympathetic nervous system is pumping you up and preparing you for action. And this is actually a really, really important, wonderful survival mechanism for us. Because when we're in danger, the sympathetic nervous system brings all of the feelings to the forefront. It pumps us up with adrenaline so that we can take action, so that we can do something, so that we can mobilize. Now, if it's activated for too long, 
It actually starts to eat away at us like a rubber band that's just been stretched out so much. It, the tension is unbearable. It floods our body with cortisol, which is a chemical that if it stays in you for too long, it begins to wear and tear at the whole system of the body. So if we always feel on edge, man, it is exhausting. And that's why we have the parasympathetic nervous system. So parasympathetic means beside feeling. In other words, instead of feeling all the feels, the parasympathetic nervous system calms us down. And there are two ways to calm us down. On the upper part of this hierarchy, there is safe and social. We can calm down by connecting with another human being. And on the bottom part is shut down. In other words, we can calm down by disconnecting from people. When we have too much energy, when our eyes are wide and dilated, when our breathing is tight and rapid, when we feel that fight or flight response, we have two options, connect or disconnect. And sometimes we feel safe enough to connect. Sometimes we don't. And that's when we go down into shutdown. Another technical term, this is the dorsal vagal pathway. In the parasympathetic nervous system, like I said, there are two ways to calm down, and these are the two branches of what we call the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is this wandering network of nerves that go all through the body. The word vagus is the same root as vagabond, wanderer. It goes all the way around. And these two branches are the two options when we get triggered, to connect or to disconnect. And if we disconnect, we go down the ladder into shutdown. So now in that bottom middle part of your tic-tac-toe board, we're going to describe shutdown. The dorsal vagal pathway supports our digestive system. It's very connected to our gut. And if you have ever felt that sinking feeling in your gut, could be your dorsal vagal pathway being activated. This is another survival skill that instead of mobilizing us for action, it immobilizes us. When we feel trapped, when we feel like we'll never measure up, when we feel despair and hopelessness, like no matter what we do, nothing's going to change. We become immobilized. The sympathetic nervous system mobilizes us and powers us up. This one shuts us down. And this is so important to be able to respect this part because by dulling our senses and by limiting our awareness, the dorsal vagal pathway conserves energy. Think about it this way. If you are a different mammal, not a human, a gazelle, and you're out there on the Serengeti Plains and you hear something move in the bushes, immediately that startle response kicks in. That's the sympathetic nervous system. What's going on? What's around me? Preparing for action. And then let's say all of a sudden a lion starts chasing you and you're running and you're running and you're running and then the lion catches you. Physiologically, as mammals, if we feel like that gazelle, like I'm done for, it's over, I give up. Our body, with so much wisdom, will separate us from the situation. This is called dissociation. We will check out. We'll, we'll, I'll go somewhere else so that I don't have to feel what's happening as my life is being threatened. In the sympathetic nervous system, in that scared middle level, our eyes are wide and dilated. In the parasympathetic, in the dorsal vagal pathway, our eyes are vacant. 
dull, and dead. Instead of the tight, rapid breathing, breathing is flattened and shallow. If you think of the sympathetic nervous system like an animal, you might think of it as a lion, a big cat. Tense, right? It's all up in the spinal cord. There's a tension and ready to pounce or, or like a mouse, frantic, darting back and forth, ready to run. Well, in the shutdown state, you can think of it as a tortoise. Keep your head in. Try to keep a low profile. Hide. Wait it out. When we are in this shutdown state, the other systems go offline. And our body is kind of like, it's, it's connected to the digestive system. It's just doing the very basics to keep us alive. To keep the lights on while things are happening that we can't handle, that are overwhelming. And so it makes a lot of sense. Why? For me personally, I've spent a lot of my life in that shutdown place. It helped me get through years of my life by dulling the pain. And that is where porn comes in. That's what porn allows us to do. It allows us to shut down. Or if we're feeling shut down, sometimes we'll use porn to try to wake up, try to feel something because I'm so numb, because I'm so disconnected. So that's the one direction we can go is down Now, here's the encouraging part. We can also bring balance to the system and regulate up into safe and social by connecting. This is what we call the ventral vagal pathway. It's very connected to the heart, to the face, and to the hands. And I love that. I love that. When I'm connecting with somebody out of my ventral vagal pathway, out of the safe and social part of my nervous system, I'm giving them my face. I'm giving them my heart. Offering in some way. Open hands. And the ventral vagal pathway helps us to slow our heart rate down and supports feelings of safety and connection There can be laughter. It's flexible. Rather than having wide eyes or dead eyes, your eyes can be soft and warm. Breathing is natural. If the the scared state is like uh, a cat or a mouse, ready to pounce or ready to run, and the shutdown state is like a tortoise retreating and withdrawing and going into another world, then the ventral vagal system, safe and social, is like a cuddly puppy. It's able to play. It's able to give and receive love. And this is the most wonderful place to be if indeed our surroundings And our relationships can support it. Now you know the three parts of your nervous system. All of them are important. All of them are necessary. All of them are good and helpful. So becoming skilled at navigating our nervous system doesn't actually mean mastering them in the sense of controlling them, but being able to become aware of them and move between them with flexibility. Here's the question you can ask about any of these three systems. You can say, where am I? Where am I right now? How am I feeling? You can notice your physiological state. You can notice your breathing. You can notice your eye contact. You can notice your physical sensations. I wanted to read a section from Deb Dana's book, Polyvagal Theory and Therapy, about each one of the different pathways. About the dorsal vagal, the shutdown, she says some of the signs of shutdown are 
gazing out the window or into space, vacant eyes, a flat, unresponsive face, collapsed posture, loss of speech, being still yet without ease or comfort. And when a client moves into the shutdown state, there's a sense of absence that prompts the question, where did you go? If you've ever done coaching with me or seen me do coaching at Husband Material Academy, whenever I see somebody with that blank expression or they go quiet, I'll ask, where did you go? Sometimes I'm I'm trying to track them. I'm trying to track their state. Now that middle state is characterized by fidgeting. Some part of your body is always in motion, feeling unsettled, continually looking around the room, a stiff posture and a sense of disorganization. When a client is in a sympathetic storm, the options of fight or flight are both present. And that is the scared state. What she says about safe and social is that some of the symptoms of being in that ventral vagal pathway are having wide access to a range of responses, including calm, happy, meditative, engaged, attentive, active, interested, excited, passionate, alert, ready, relaxed, savoring, and joyful. All of that is in her book, The Polyvagal Theory and Therapy. And I love those different descriptions because they can help us understand, okay, what is going on within me? So here is a map that Deb created. And what I'm asking you to do with your tic-tac-toe board is kind of to create your own map. So now is the part of the episode where I'm asking, what about you? What does your nervous system look like and sound like in these three categories? So there on the right side of your tic-tac-toe board, I invite you to fill in those squares with what do these different pathways look like for you? Maybe you want to draw a picture of your posture in each one where in in shutdown, you might be curled up maybe in a fetal position or, or in the, the scared posture. You're, you're, you're ready for action. Maybe your fists are up or, or your hands are pushing away or, Maybe in the safe and social part, your, your arms are wide open for a hug. You can also think of sounds. What does it sound like in each one? Deb Dana says that you can actually say the exact same sentence and have a completely different nervous system that is producing the story. For example, if you say, I'm done. From shutdown, it might sound like, I'm done, or I'm done from scared, fight or flight. It might sound like, I am done from safe and social. Maybe it sounds like, I'm done. In that ventral vagal pathway, we're able to connect. So I wonder, what what does that sound like to you? What does safety bring up for you? What makes you feel safe? When you feel safe, how do you know? What thoughts go through your mind? What feelings do you have? What images? What colors? Maybe you have a color for each one. Sometimes that middle zone of scared is associated with the color red, for red alert. Whereas the the lower one is more dull and gray. And the upper one, safe and social, could be Maybe a calm blue or green. What is it for you? Associate it with colors or words or music even. I have a client who created his own polyvagal playlist with songs for each of his different states that can help him enter into them and exit out of them with flexibility. So he'll listen to his polyvagal playlist. I love that. So... Here's another example of of different sounds. Apparently, the human voice can communicate up to 14 different emotional states without words, just using our sounds, 
And I think a lot of them correspond to these different systems that we're talking about. For example, what do you think about this one? Which one does that belong to? What about this one? Hmm. Which state does that belong to? Or what about this one? Uh, I don't know. You decide. The point is, on the right side of your tic-tac-toe board, fill it in. Fill it in with colors. Fill it in with words. Fill it in with feelings. So that you can notice where you are on this map. Where am I on the map? This is such a non-judgmental way of being able to settle down and listen to our bodies and regulate without the pacifier. Where am I on the map? Rather than being ashamed because I'm feeling ashamed or being angry at my own anger, I could say, where am I? And how did I get here? What brought me here? Maybe you went up and down and all over the map before you got to where you are now. And one of the most interesting things is that we can't go from the bottom of the map to the top of the map without going through the middle. So if you want to get to that safe and social place, you're going to need to take some kind of action. You're going to need to mobilize. You're going to need to do something and take a risk. So when we get thrown out of safe and social into feeling triggered, into feeling collapsed or shut down, we call those triggers. And we can say, hmm, I wonder what triggered me. What got me here? Where am I? And then how do I find home? How do I get back to that place where I can give and receive love? How can I get back to that place where I can be connected and protected? safe and social. This is a framework that has helped me tremendously. And when you use it, you will find that your self-awareness skyrockets. Stephen Porges came up with this concept called neuroception, which means that underneath our conscious perception Our neurons and our bodies are constantly sending and receiving signals from the outside world, from people's facial expressions, from different sounds that we hear, from everywhere. We are neurocepting the world around us. What this framework allows you to do is turn neuroception into perception. For example, my breathing is really tight and shallow. Okay, that's neuroception. Now, when I become aware of it, neuroception becomes perception. Oh, I'm in that sympathetic nervous system. Oh, it's, it's taking over. I wonder why. Hmm, interesting. I can learn to be with my body and be with my emotions rather than being controlled by them. And when it comes to regulating coming back to a place of equilibrium and balance, that question of how do I find home? We need something other than porn to help us out. And there are endless possibilities, endless regulating resources that we can draw from. It could be a person, the classic strategy of calling a friend. It could be an animal could be your golden retriever or even your goldfish who helps you soothe in a healthy way. It could be nature. It could just be getting outside in the wide open space of the prairie or the beauty of the sunset on the mountains or the sound of the ocean waves on the shore. And through all of these different things, through a person, through an animal, through nature, we experience God. And we experience the co-regulation that sets your nervous system up to be strong. When we were kids, when we were babies, we had no ability to regulate our systems. 
our nervous system, our autonomic physiological state depended on our caregivers. It was their job to help us regulate, to help us connect. And where there is the chronic disruption of connection, as Stephen Porges says, that's what we call trauma, whether through abuse or abandonment. And so that's part of why we need these healthy friendships and attachments to reconnect, to give us that regulating resource to come back home. We were designed for co-regulation. And also, out of that, to be able to self-regulate. I've talked about this on episodes before. Deep belly breathing is probably the quickest and most effective way to give yourself a few seconds of space in the safe and social system. In the words of Deb Dana, how are you breathing is directly connected to where are you on your autonomic map. Breath is a direct, easily accessible, and rapid way to shape the state of the nervous system. The way we breathe says a lot about the state of our body and the story we are living. Whenever you feel dysregulated, breathe. This is part of why at the beginning of many of my coaching sessions, I take a moment to just breathe. Because I'm inviting that ventral vagal energy in. And in some ways, that's the job of a supportive friend, of a parent, of a therapist, even of a pastor, is to bring that ventral vagal energy, that safe and social soft eyes, open hands, a heart, and a face that is willing to just be with you without solving any problems. Just giving you that loving, attentive presence. It's like oxygen for us. We need it. And we need to be able to give it to each other. And that's part of why we need to, we need to learn this stuff. It's really good stuff. God gave it to us. And I've seen it. It's so powerful. Another way to find home when you're dysregulated is to get into some of your senses. For example, you can visualize an image that's especially powerful for you. Maybe even visualizing Jesus and just picturing him in your imagination. Where is he? What is he saying to you? How does he feel about what's happening in your life right now and what's happening to you? In one of my favorite fantasy novel series, Harry Potter, there's a really amazing example of the power of visualizing an image in the Patronus. Um, In the Harry Potter world, there are these creatures called Dementors who feed on fear and they strike fear into everyone that they get close to. And the only way to ward off a Dementor and to escape from the chilling fear is to visualize and remember a time when you were happy, when you were truly feeling alive and connected to yourself and to the world and to other people. That's the ventral vagal system coming back online. That's upregulating into safe and social. That's a great example of it. Maybe you have an image like that. Or maybe you have an object. that, Like what my own grief counselor gave me. uh, A smooth stone that I could hold on to. It was so soothing. It was so helpful for me to have that. I could take it out when I was feeling dysregulated. Helped me come back. It was a special smooth stone because it's from the beach where... I go, I just went there this morning. It's my favorite place in Santa Barbara. It's a stone I found at that beach. And it brings me back to that place of safety and belonging. Maybe you're a musical person. And one of the ways you can find home is simply to hum or to sing a song. Or even to speak soothing words. For example, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. 
These are all different ways that we can come home and live more of our lives in that safe and social zone. For some of us, we might spend 10% of our time there and 70% of our time in shutdown or, or even in the sympathetic nervous system. One of the goals of doing polyvagal work in healing from trauma is to be able to live more of our lives in that safe and social zone. All of these systems are good and important. They're also limited in the sense that when we go dorsal, when we're shut down, the other systems are offline. We don't have access to them. We are immobilized. And when that sympathetic nervous system kicks in, fight or flight, we still don't have access to safe and social. Only when we are at the top of the ladder, only when we are in that place of flexibility rather than feeling immobilized or mobilized, can we have the full range of human emotions and experiences available to us. In that place, the Lord is our shepherd and we have everything we need. We don't need porn. You don't need porn when you know where you are on the map of your nervous system. When you can ask yourself, how did I get here? And how can I find my way home? It's a beautiful way of befriending your body, of embracing God's design, and of loving your nervous system rather than feeling controlled by it. We can't control neuroception. We can't control getting triggered. We can't control what happens that kicks us into one of these systems. What we can do is choose to bring that neuroception into perception and to become aware of, where am I? How did I get here? And how can I find my way home? Woo! So now you know. Now you understand how your nervous system works. And I would like to know from all of you, what did you write down in that column where you were describing your own nervous system? Maybe let's start with shutdown at the bottom. Who has something to share from shutdown? Maybe it was an image. Maybe it was a sentence. In the shutdown zone, Paul says, vegging out to Netflix. Alexander says, avoiding eye contact or interaction. Eric drew a sad or a sleepy face. Daryl says, lower voice, discouraged, sleepy. Ron says, I can easily veg out in front of the TV or play a game. Can waste hours doing this. And part of what I want to do tonight is just validate that sometimes that's what you need. <laughs> like there are times when we need to be able to shut down and conserve energy and just get through it. Because you know what? Earlier today I was at the dentist and I made a point to track my nervous system while I was there. <laughs> so while I was sitting in the waiting room, um, I felt rather fine, safe and social. Then I sat down in a chair that was horrible. Immediately, that fight or flight kicked in. I was like, who put this chair in here? It's a horrible chair. Then I sat in a nicer chair and I felt comfortable again. And then I got into the room and when they started working on my teeth, I was tense. I was tense until eventually, you know what I did? I just started tuning it out. I listened to the music. They often have a TV in there just helping me dissociate, right? Just helping me get through it. I think there's a healthy place for dissociation if we're doing it on purpose. If we can say, oh, where am I right now? That's where I am. And you know what? I'm okay with being there right now. Maybe I need to be there right now. That's all part of self-compassion. Let me see what other people were saying. In shutdown, you feel lost in space, distant, don't want to talk to people, sitting alone, blues music, spacing out, gone in my head, gray. Yes, it's very gray and foggy in the shutdown zone. 
And God gave us the ability to feel that. And it's okay to feel that. Now, when we have this information, we can feel it on purpose. And we can figure out how to move out of it when we're ready. Let's talk about that middle range, the sympathetic nervous system. What words or images or colors come up for you when you go into fight or flight or even fawn, just bending over backwards to try to please someone and get their approval? The color black comes up. Yeah, it's intense. It could be dark. A racing heart, flustered, dishonest, holding breath, red alert, pacing, agitated, red, harsh, angry, anxious, red, snarling, yelling. You guys are getting it. You guys understand what it's like. And when we can turn neuroception into perception, there's more space. There's more space for us to feel this way and validate it and be able to calm down and regulate either by connecting or by disconnecting. Michael says, hypersensitive. Ron says, my mind is racing and bouncing from topic to topic. Rapid fire. Yeah, this middle state is rapid fire. Toby says defensive. In this middle state, we are wired for protection. And we are comparing ourselves to other people sometimes thinking, I have to be better. I have to be on top. I have to win. In the bottom and shutdown, we think, I'll never measure up. There's no hope. In the middle, at least there's a possibility that maybe we can escape or maybe we can fix it. At the top, we don't have to compete or compare. We can just be curious about our world and our place in it and connect it and offer that to other people. It's very interesting to me that there's also something called blended states where we can experience multiple states at one time. So the safe and social state blended with the sympathetic nervous system mobilized is often part of play. When we play, we feel that competitive energy. We feel that mobilization and also bounce back and forth with safety. Maybe there's a joking side to it. Maybe there's a little bit of aggression and it flexibly moves between that and connecting with each other and laughing and joking. Now, if a joke goes the wrong way, maybe it'll send you into shutdown. Unless we can address it and come back to safe and social. So play is one of those blended states. Another one is wonder. Wonder is where we have the stillness of shutdown and the immobilization, but also feeling safe and connected. For example, looking up at a sky full of stars and just feeling immobilized by the beauty of it. And talking to another person in the middle of that is a great example of feeling connected and safe and still. Or meditation or journaling. There can be that ability to be connected even if I'm by myself, which is really cool. It's really cool to learn about all this stuff. And I'm just giving you a very basic overview because I'm a student, I'm a learner, I'm not an expert. Let's talk about that safe and social zone, the upper part of the hierarchy connected to our face and our heart and our hands. What did you put down for that one? How do you know when you're there? When you're there, what does it feel like? What does it sound like? Feeling comfortable and known, fun and joking, connected with others, giving, laughing, eye contact, planning ahead. Good self-care. 
Absolutely. Engaged, forgiving, interested in others. Able to be interested in others rather than so self-absorbed. That's so good. Enjoying a beautiful park, hearing the birds. Not making judgments about everything and everyone. Worship music. Enjoying a meal with friends. You feel comfort, serenity at a creekside. Not guarded. Going with the flow, no judgment, happy and present. I can sense being in the safe and social zone by how much the other person is attuned or connected to me. So good. What takes you there and what keeps you there? That's how you find home. And as we find home, we can take others with us. We can give this gift to other people. When they are shut down or scared, we can give them that ventral vagal energy. It's one of the most beautiful and wonderful things I think about our community and the husband material community is that our rules are number one, safety, number two, empathy, and number three, confidentiality, all designed to create a space which is truly safe and social. So thank you for being a part of it, for participating, for contributing, for bringing your face and your heart and your open hands to other men. Let's give that gift to each other. And let's continue to learn about this amazing nervous system that God gave us. You know, even that word nervous reminds me of that sympathetic nervous system, right? It's like, ooh, I'm so nervous. When we get into the ventral vagal, and we just let out a sigh of relief, and we breathe, the nervous system can really help us calm down. That's the parasympathetic nervous system. See, now you have all this new vocabulary. It's awesome. It's cool, isn't it? It's fascinating. I love this stuff. And it's amazing how much insight we can get from people who are not Christians, people who believe wildly different things, and yet they've discovered parts of God's creation that are really helpful for us to see, and then we can take that and worship Him and grow more in healing and forgiveness. Do I have a chart of this? Yes, and I will include it in the show notes for this episode. Guys, what did you learn tonight? What is your takeaway? What are you going to remember from this? Alexander says, this is really helpful. Helps me visualize where I'm at emotionally and how to get to where I want to be. Ron said, this is great, Drew. Not exactly how the nervous system was explained to us in medical school. And that's okay. I'm sure going to medical school would teach me a ton more about it. What I found is that this explanation called polyvagal theory really helps for anyone who's trying to heal from trauma or take back control of your brain and body. Unpacking the vocabulary is really helpful to understand myself. Amen. That was from Victor. Corey says, when in doubt, breathe. I need to be way more aware of my breathing. Yes. And you guys have heard me say that before. Are you doing it? Have you really given it a fair shot? If not, <sighs> breath work can help immensely. I think it's the shortcut. It's one of the greatest shortcuts to mobilizing. And that's a great way, actually, of getting from shutdown to sympathetic. Take some, <sighs> breathe some fast breaths. Give yourself a little bit of space to make a decision that you can feel proud of and then go for it. What else did you guys learn? Toby says, I can create new roads by mobilizing through the stages. Yes. Jack says, makes me want to figure out how porn is my pacifier and what I'm trying to pacify myself from. What makes me want to go there? Totally. And you can ask those questions through this lens of polyvagal theory. When did I get triggered? into fear 
shut down? How have I mobilized or immobilized? Jordy says, I love safe and social. Me too. It's the best place to be. Arlen says, I have the freedom to choose. I'm not stuck. Amen. Ron says he's learning how to mobilize and move to safe and social zone to reach up, reach out, and relocate. Reach up to God, reach out to others, and relocate to my body, to another environment. So good. You can find your safe and social place. Maybe it's a place in your house or maybe it's a place in your neighborhood where you can go and regulate. Drew says, now I am more aware with helpful distinctions of my states of mind. Totally. And Michael says, I can get back home through breathing. Yes. Daryl says, I love that there is value in each space. There is so much value in each space. We need each space at different times and different ways. What we want is for our ventral vagal system to be the leader. And then the others are working together as a team rather than in opposition as enemies. I feel like sometimes that battle against porn is our sympathetic nervous system trying to fight it or flee it or fix it versus our dorsal vagal pathway of like, I just want to escape and get away and go back to it. (laughs) And they're in conflict. Now you know a little bit more about your brain, about your body. I love having this language at my disposal. I hope it becomes part of our common vocabulary that we can notice and name. Where am I? How did I get here? And how can I find home? Always remember, my friend, you are God's beloved son. And in you, he is well pleased. (laughs) 